And that's why some people either don't believe in God or they stop believing in God. And sometimes it's because, you know, of suffering here on earth that we have. And the, when people talk about uh, hell and, and hellfire, brimstones, and the suffering that people are going to do eternally, people be uh, uh, in, in hellfire for, for the remainder of their uh, soul's life. And people don't believe that a loving God will cause people to suffer for the rest of their life. You know, they, they say a loving God wouldn't let people suffer here on earth you know, while we're here, but then they think, well, you know, we teach that God says that if we don't do certain things, we're going to suffer for the rest of our lives. And they don't believe that, you know, God, that's a loving God, would cause people to suffer for the rest of their lives. So that's why some people kind of want to fall away from God, because they don't believe that a loving God would do that. <clears throat> so what we're going to look at tonight is, that eternal, first thing, that eternal suffering was not from the beginning. You know, you know when, when people think about these things, they have to realize that that eternal suffering or the suffering here on earth came because of something that happened, not because it was, it was there from the beginning. And then the second thing we want to look at is man was given a commandment, therefore was free to make his own decision. And so we can see that we had a decision in that and in, in how this came about. Then we're going to look at also that death's suffering on earth and eternal suffering came after the sin of man. You know, it didn't it wasn't put here from the beginning, it came after the sin of man. And then the fourth one we want to look at is that death and eternal suffering is a result of sin and disobedience. You know. And it came here because of sin, and it's a result of sin and disobedience. Not from a God that don't love us, you know, but it's from our own, uh, you know, suffering came from our own doing. First, we're going to look at the eternal suffering was not from the beginning. And how do we know that? Because scripture tells us, you know, uh, in Genesis 1, 10, 118, 121, and 130, that God saw that everything he had made was good. God didn't make anything that wasn't good. You know, so when God made heaven and earth, he made the, everything that's in it, uh, according to Genesis, he saw it. He, as a matter of fact, the first thing he said when he, in Genesis 1.10, he said it was very good. And then after that, you know, verse 18, 21, and 30 said, you know, you know when God made all these things, and he looked at it and said it was all good. So God didn't make anything that wasn't good. You know, he made everything that was good from the beginning. And then the second thing is that man was formed from the dust of the ground and man became a living soul. In other words, God made man with a living, a living soul. So in other words, he gave man a soul uh, that he had that opportunity to make his own decision. You know, so, you know, man, man was made, he was, you know, he made all the other animals, but he didn't make all the other animals that had a soul and that could think like we could think. So if he made a man that could think like we could think, then he had to make him where he could make his own decision. You know, if he, if he made a man where a man would only do 
his will, then man would be a robot. You know, robots do what we want them to do. We program them to do what we want them to do, and then that's what they do. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. They don't always do it. But, so we can see, you can see that robots don't always follow our orders. <clears throat> so, but uh, God set up man to live in the garden he had created, Genesis 2.15. In other words, man was set up to live in the garden. You know, if, you know, if uh, he was set up to live in the garden for the ages, you know, you know, he had that opportunity. We, you know, he had that opportunity to live in the garden. God, God made the garden. God made man. God made the garden for man, and He made the garden for man to live in the garden. He said, "Man would," uh, and then He said, "Man was uh, to tend to the garden in Genesis two fifteen. In other words, He didn't put us here to not do anything. You know, He gave us the garden. He gave us, you know, death and and uh, sickness and all wasn't put in the, in the earth at that point. You know, when you go back to Genesis, we don't read about any of that in the first uh, uh, couple of books of Genesis. What we start reading about is in Genesis 3, you know, when sin did come into the world. So uh, he set up man to tend that God. In other words, we, were, we was always supposed to work. You know, it wasn't that God put man in the garden that he was just going to sit there and, and relax and not do anything. You know, man was put in the garden to work that God. He said he was put in there to tend that God. So we wasn't, you know, he, he put us here to work. He didn't put us here just to, just to sit around and twiddle our thumbs. He put us here to tend to the God. And, uh, and also man was also responsible for naming every beast of the field and fowl of the air. So that tells you that man had intelligence when God made it. You know, man was an intelligent being. You know, all the other animals works off instinct. You know, when what other animals, you know, uh, do what they do, they do it off instinct. Man do it off thinking. You know, we know what we're doing when we're doing it. So man was able to think. Man was able to, man was able to tend that garden the way God wanted it to be tended because man was able to think of how to do things. Uh, and, that, and also man, man and woman, man, God made woman for, to help make so man could have a compatible person to him in Genesis 2.20. In other words, man was on earth for long. He named all the animals. Uh, God had made all the animals. And then God looked down and said, you know, you know he, man didn't have a helpmate. He didn't have anybody to help him. So he needed somebody to be able to help him with all of these different things. And he said, then uh, in the garden also, the tree of life, and the tree of knowledge and good of evil was in the midst of the garden. So that tells you right there that, you know, that was there for them to live in the garden forever. In other words, if they would be able to eat of that tree of garden, then Adam and Eve would be able to live forever. You know, they, as long as they could get to that fruit of the tree of the life, uh, the tree of life, then they would be able to live forever. You know, it wasn't just the thing that God put us on this earth set us to live forever. He set us on this earth and gave us that choice whether we could live forever or not. And that choice was putting that tree of life in the middle of the garden. He also put the tree of knowledge and the good of evil. So he gave us that choice whether we wanted to live under his command, you know, that he made us, or we want to make that choice whether we can, you know, want to have good and evil, have that knowledge of good and evil. Because Adam and Eve didn't have a knowledge of good and evil. 
You know, matter of fact, they was put in the garden and they was naked and they didn't even recognize it because they didn't have that, you know, because what's nakedness? Nakedness is evil. You know, man is not supposed to look upon an, uh, another naked person. You know, so nakedness was an evil, but at that time to Adam and Eve, it wasn't an evil because they didn't know evil at that point. So they, that nakedness to them wasn't an evil. And then when a man was given a commandment regarding the tree of good and evil, uh, you know, God told him in uh, Genesis 2, 16 and 17, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, every fruit in the garden is for you to, for your, for food. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he commanded them not to eat of that tree. Because if you do, you know, you will surely die. So he gave a commandment. A commandment was from the beginning. You know, God made man, God made man that he could live forever if he chose to. God made man that he wouldn't have to suffer if he chose to. But and God also made man that he could make his own decisions. And God made man that he could... Uh, that when he that he could give him a commandment that he should obey that command. So you know we was given all those opportunities, but we also was given a camp of commandment that we had to obey, and that was in Genesis uh, two sixteen and seventeen. So so when we look at why people why we have that eternal suffering, it was brought you know we didn't have it in the beginning. All these things God gave us, you know, He gave to Adam and Eve. You know, and, 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 and they were to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, it just wasn't Adam and Eve was going to live on this earth by themselves. You know, God told Adam and Eve, you be fruitful and multiply. So in other words, there were going to be other people on this earth also, but those other people had, would have had the same opportunity as Adam and Eve. You know, they would have had that, they had that uh, 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 fruit, of the tree of life that they would have been able to consume and they would have been able to live forever as uh, long as they was able to get to that fruit. But uh, you saw that it wasn't, wasn't that God had let man, Adam and Eve, live on this earth alone. You know, they, was, they were to procreate and they were to uh, uh, replenish this earth. You know, he said be fruitful and replenish the earth. So we can see that uh, eternal suffering was not from the beginning. You know, God, you know, God still gave man that choice. You know, he gave that man that choice that, you know, he can live in the environment that he gave him or, you know, he had a choice to uh, live in a different environment and that's the environment that man chooses. So we can see that, that that suffering wasn't from the beginning. And that's, you know, what things we have to tell people when, when they get to talking about these things is that, you know, a lot of people say that, what we have now is God's uh, backup plan. You know, God never had a backup plan. God always had a plan. You know, God knew what was going to happen. You know, just like God knows what's going to happen with us. What the Bible said, God knows every hair of our head. So if he know every hair of our head, he knew what was going to happen when he put Adam and even that God. But he had to give them that opportunity. We have to have that opportunity. He knows what kind of sins we're going to do while we're here on this earth but he still had to give us that opportunity. And we got that opportunity to, you know, sin or not sin, follow his commandments or not follow his commandments because we are free moral agents, I think, as David talked about last week. So, and then in the second uh, 
thing. Man was given a commandment, therefore was free to make his own decision. You know, we're free to make our own decisions now. You know, uh, you know God give us all these commandments. You know, uh, he who believes in the baptized shall be saved. But he said, he who believes not. In other words, we got a choice to believe or not believe. He who believes not shall be damned. So we, we have an opportunity to make our own decision. So he said, you know, in uh, Genesis 2, 16, he said, every tree in the garden, man could eat. You know, every he was good for food. But with a tree of knowledge of good and evil, you know, he was commanded not to eat of that tree. And so that was a commandment that he got, but he, he was at that opportunity to make his own decision. So and in Genesis uh, 2.15, he said he was free to roam through the garden. In other words, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he was free to, you know, he was free to uh, 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 roam through the garden. He was free to uh, dress the garden. You know, he was over all the, all the other animals in the garden. And another thing about that is at that time, you know, all the animals was vegetarian because it said all of the, all of the uh, trees and all of the herbs is good for the animals to eat, good for man to eat. You know, so at that point, you know, it was, now was there, as there's death at the time, there was a commandment, you know, because when, when, uh, when uh, Cain and Abel had to give those uh, um, uh, offerings, you know, Death was into the world at that point because, you know, they had, uh, uh, Abel had killed animals in order to, for sacrifice. But at the, at the point when Adam and Eve was in the garden, all the animals were vegetarian because in the, in the scripture said that, you know, that they was free to eat uh, all of the herbs of the field and the fruit of the trees. And then it said uh, man was free to procreate. Having children was a blessing, not a command. In other words, man is, is free to have children. Man is free to not have children. You know, Paul having the children, Paul was free to have children if he had wanted to. If he had, Paul wanted to get married and have uh, children, have a family, he could have had it. You know, but Paul chose not to. So, so, so having children is a blessing and not a commandment. You know, so God gave, you know, he said be fruitful and multiply, but, you know, he, that wasn't a commandment. You know, he... Uh, he gave us that, that opportunity. And he said, uh, God created the earth to be in, inhabited. Uh, Isaiah 45, 18 said, God created the earth to be inhabited. So when God put man on the earth, he intended for the earth to be populated. You know, uh, so man was going to populate the earth when he, God first put him on this earth. But you know, at that point, still, no death, no suffering. No eternal suffering at that point, you know. And so, it, it, so when we see, when we talk to our people out in the world, when they talk about, you know, God making suffering, God is not a loving God because he caused us to suffer, you know, we can see that man was able to make his own decision. You know, we can let them know that these things wasn't in the beginning. You know, suffering wasn't in the beginning. Uh, death wasn't in the beginning, but you know that was brought about, you know, through sin of man. And then we can see that uh, uh, we have dominion over every living thing in Genesis one twenty-eight. 
So, so man was intelligent, you know. You know, he gave man the, the uh, dominion over every living thing, so man was intelligent. You know, then he also said, not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or you will surely die. Okay, so in a way, you know, no death was ever mentioned during the creation. You know, God said everything was good. Is, is death good? Death is not good for us. It's good for us when we under when we uh, under the umbrella of, of Christ in our day and time. But at, at that time, death, you know, was not a good thing because you know God didn't make death in the in the world at that time. God made uh, life, and God made man where he had the opportunity to continue to live on this earth and continue to live in that garden. You know, he was his, his only commandment at that time was not to eat of a certain tree and to dress the garden and to be have dominion over all the animals. You know, that's all we had to do. That's all Adam and Eve had to do. And that's 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 all that God asked. He didn't ask anything else, you know. You know, uh, be uh, be a dominion over the animals, uh, dress the garden, not eat of the truth. Uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, that's, that's the instruction that was given. So death was never mentioned during that time when God was creating, creating, creating the world and everything in. And then we look at uh, 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 these things. We can see that we can, you know, tell our other Christian, you know, uh, people who fall away from God because they believe God allows eternal suffering, we can tell them why. You know, we have to get over to them that we suffer because of man's sin. We suffer because of man's mistake. We suffer because, you know, we made, a man made that decision. You know, uh, the Bible said one, by one man, sin came into the world. You know, it wasn't by God. God didn't bring sin into the world. And we see that a, a sin came into the world by one man, and that one man was was Adam. And you know, and and and, and Jesus Christ is the one who takes that sin away. You know, He brings us back under God's umbrella. So we can see that uh, these things, you know, in the beginning wasn't so. The man was given those commandments, so he was free to make those decisions. And then once he m made the wrong decision then that's where our death and that's where all our suffering come from. So do anybody uh, want to make any comments? I don't want to uh, run over the whole, like David always said, this is a Bible class. So if anybody want to make any comments, uh, feel free. Because uh, there are several scriptures that we can go over, you know, talking about how, you know, uh, it's not that, you know, we're going to suffer for the things that we do. We don't just suffer because God wants us to suffer. We suffer because of the things, the decisions that we make. You know, Adam, made, Adam and Eve made a bad decision. You know, they was kicked out from the garden. You know, now they got to go into a world where they got to, you know, Adam got to till the ground. You know, Jesus, God said they had to, Adam had to till the ground. Uh, Eve was going to uh, go and have pain and childbearing, suffering and childbearing. You know, that wasn't so from the beginning. Childbearing wasn't go. you know, you, women weren't going to suffer in childbearing. Adam didn't have to till the garden. He just had to go out there and pick what he wanted. You know, 
Eve uh, would bear children and it would be a, a, just a regular old thing that didn't have any pain involved. You know, pain wasn't mentioned in the, in the, in the uh, beginning. So childbearing, you know, pain and childbearing, you know, wasn't in the beginning. You know, so we can see that, yeah. Well, he told we talking we he meant we he brought it up to me is the suffering eternal suffering after death, you know, because you know depends on where you go, you know you're gonna either be in Abraham's bosom or you're gonna be in eternal torment, you know, and that's why he said a lot of people I think he said he was talking to some of my, some of, I don't forget what religions the guy was I think he'd been talking to but there's one that some of the things that he pick up from people on why they don't want to believe in God or why they stop believing in God. You know, because I guess they want to look at it that if I stop believing in God, if I believe in God, then I got to believe that this eternal suffering is going to happen if I don't do what I'm supposed to do. So if I don't believe in God, I can just say we're just going to lay it. What do the atheists say? The atheists say, well, we're just going to die and we don't have a memory or anything. But then when you go back to a, uh, the book of Luke and Lazarus and the rich man, you know, what happened when they both died? You know, they both were conscious. You know, we, we, we die in consciousness. You know, because when, when, when the rich, uh, Lazarus died, he went to Abraham's bosom. He went into, you know, he went into Abraham's bosom. And then when the rich man died, he went into torment. So we can see that you know that that you know we have conscience, and uh, the uh, atheists try to say that we don't have any consciousness once we die. Once we die, you know, you know we're just dead. You know, it's just like the animals. You know, when the animals die, they're just dead. Well, a lot of people, a lot of the atheists said, well, when you know we we die, you know, we're just gone. And a lot of your, our religious people outside, you know, they can't see good people suffering after death. You know, if you was a good people person on this earth, why would God let you suffer? Because you did good things. You know, but uh, Matthew 7, uh, in Matthew 7, 21 said, you know, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, going into the kingdom of heaven, but he would do the will of my father. And there's going to be some that say, well, we've done this in your name, and we've done that in your name, we've cast out demons in your name, but then he said, you know, depart from me, I never knew you. If they did some good things while they was on earth. But once they died, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do God's will. So once they died, they went into their eternal suffering. And I think that's what David was looking at. When people were saying, you know, when people die, you know, they're going to have eternal suffering. But they was good people while they was here on this earth. You know, there's a lot of good people uh, uh, here on this earth, but you know, good don't get us to heaven. Obeying God's commandments is what's getting us to heaven, and His commandments and His is, is in His word, and you know His word is true. You know? So we know Cornelius was a good man. Yeah. But yet God knew that he needed salvation. Right. And so we sent Peter there to preach to him, so he could he could have the opportunity. 
saved. Right, right. Right. Uh, what, what, you know, I know many of us been to probably funerals of relatives that uh, people just not a member of the church, and and they say that you know, well, they've gone to heaven. You know, no matter what kind of condition they was in on this earth, they could have been the worst person, but they did some good things. You know. You know, any little good thing you do is supposed to change all the bad things that you do. You know, you know, you can do a lot of bad things, but you turn around and do one good thing, and we can. You know, we can do bad things. Look at Paul. Paul did a lot of bad things, but before Paul died, he became a Christian. And he did he did some good things. You know, so that you know the good things that he did did override the bad things that he did. But what did he have to do to get those things over, you know, be overrode? You know, he had to become a Christian. You know, not that he just turned, Paul didn't just turn and start good and doing good things and obey the gospel. You know, he obeyed the gospel first and then he started doing, you know, a lot of people, they say, well, I'm going to stop doing some of these things I'm doing first and then I'll become a Christian, you know. You know, uh, I'm on, you know, I, I, right now I'm young and I want to party. So I'm gonna go out and party now, but then later on when I get too old to party, then I wanna become a Christian. You know, that's not the way it works. You know, we have to become a Christian first, or some people will say, well, you know, I got this drinking habit, you know, I'm gonna try to stop this drinking habit first, then I become a Christian. Well, you become a Christian, then you work on that drinking habit. You know, because what we got to look at is why I don't work on my drinking habit, and not being a Christian, what if that drink can take me to the grave? We have to look at, at those things. So, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, people, you know, many religious people, they look at that, you know, there's these, there was, you know, these was good people. You know, most people, whether you, you, they are friends or relatives was Christians or not, the first thing they say when they die is that, you know, God took them to heaven. They gone to heaven. You know, uh, you know it, it don't matter. I think it just make them feel better, you know, when they, uh, when they say that or when they think that. It makes them feel better that their relatives or their friend is not being tormented that, you know, they, they, they're going to heaven because of, the, my, of them being a good person. You know, you know how many people that died that... Uh, People, you know, they, you know, they talk about how good they were, and that, you know, they would, they with the Lord now. You know, you know, you know, yeah, they was good people here on earth, but what about their spiritual condition? You know, we have to look. We can't look at the bodily condition or what people do here on earth. We have to look at that spiritual condition. You know, you have a lot of people say when people die, they was, they look peaceful. Well, yeah, they do look peaceful. You know, it's just a shell. You know, just because the body looks peaceful, that don't have anything to do with the soul. Soul is being separated from the body. Body is still on this earth. It's going back to the uh, soil, just like uh, Genesis said. But the soul is going back to God, and God's going to decide on what happened to that soul, depending on what you did here on earth. So you, we can look at that person all day. Yeah, he looks peaceful, laying there, but, you know, what, what, what kind of condition is that soul in is what we have to look at. Okay, and then our third uh, one is said, death's uh, suffering on earth and eternal suffering came after the sin of man. 
that a serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. In other words, who made Satan? God. Yeah. But, you know, so, and then it said, there was a day when the Son of Man came to uh, present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came and also among them, and the Lord said, Satan, which come thou? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it, in Job 1, 6 through 7. You know, so Satan was out there. Uh, Satan, where was the serpent at? It said the serpent was more sober than the beast, or the beast of the field than any of God had made. Who did he come to? He came to the woman. You know, God say that if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. Well, in other words, he's saying, you know, he's calling God a lie. You know, you know uh, what did uh, uh, Jesus said that God is, uh, God is, uh, Satan is the, the liar and father of it. Yeah. So, you know, and he was, he was at that point, you know. So in other words, he used his influence, you know, and he used the three things that gets us today. He used the very three things that get the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He used those same three things on, on, on Eve. You know, that uh, fruit looked good for the eyes. You know, it was, it, was, uh, uh, it was good for food. And it was good to make one wise. And, and that opened... Eve's eyes up to, you know, boundaries. You know, you know, it's good to eat. You know, we got all these other things to eat, but this is one thing. You know, it looks good. So, you know, that Satan said, you know, try it. You know, if you eat it, you won't die. You know, but what did God say? You eat it, you surely die. But so that was the serpent from the beginning. The serpent was the one who lied to Eve from the beginning. And she, he caused Eve to uh, go to Adam and cause Adam to eat, you know. And then it said the devil sent it from the beginning in First uh, uh, John 3, 8. He said, for the purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. In other words, the devil was, you know, he, was, he sinned from the beginning. God was manifested so he can destroy those works. You know, Adam brought sin into the world. Now God has to send his son into the world to destroy those things. Because what would we be at if Jesus hadn't came into the world? You know, Paul said in Corinthians uh, uh, 15, we would all be most miserable. You know, we can just eat, drink, and die. You know, you know, and then, you know so that's, that's would be some of the things we would, you know, we would have, we, you know, just, we wouldn't have anything to look for. There would be nothing to look for. You know, it'd be like the atheists. We'd just die and, and we'd be gone. You know, so if he said Christ didn't come, uh, didn't die and, and, and live again, you know, we'd be man most miserable. And then he said a great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceived the whole world, 
he was cast out into the earth and his angels was cast out with him. Revelation uh, 12, 9. You know, so, you know, Satan was one of the angels, but, you know, he, 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 he you know, so, so that tells us that angels can make their own decisions, too. you know. And so, and I think that's what's so important about us obeying the gospel and us obeying God's commandment because there's not going to be any sin in heaven. So if, you know, uh, you know Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, flesh and blood, blood can't enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, so all of our spirits go in there. And, and since our spirit could be evil just like Satan was, you no, know, God's not going to allow any evil spirit to enter into heaven. So we can see that those spirits going to be, uh, go down uh, with Satan cast into the earth with, you know, with the rest of uh, his angels. And then last thing, death and eternal suffering is a result of sin and disobedience. So in other words, it says, The sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Thou shalt return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for the dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Uh, uh, so in other words, when they disobeyed God's commandment, that's when sin came into the world. Because sin was, what's the, uh, what is sin? The disobedience of God's commandment. So they disobeyed God's commandments not to eat of that uh, tree of good and evil. So they brought sin into the world. And it said, and then, uh, so we can see that. It's on, uh, Jesus said, them on the left, depart from me, ye curse into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, and all the days that Adam lived, so we can see that uh, uh, sin came into the world because of Satan. And once Satan brought sin uh, to man, man decides to make that decision to disobey God, then sin came into the world. And also death came into the world because it said the day uh, Adam lived was 930 years and he died. Genesis 5, 5. So death came into the world, you know, and that's when death and suffering started from that point. In other words, when man was set that he was going to die, you know, he was put out of the garden so he couldn't get back to the fruit that would keep him eternal life. And now that man's body is going to deteriorate. Man's body is going to get old. Man's going to die. Uh, things going to kill man. You know, man can eat things that could kill him. Other man killed other man. What happened with uh, Cain and Abel? First death, first murder, we can say. You know, Cain uh, slew his brother Abel because his worship was accepted and he was what? You know, so we can, we, you know, we can tell them that, you know, we brought sin into the world. You know, God didn't bring sin into this world. We brought sin into the world. God gave us that opportunity to bring sin into the world. And he gave us that opportunity to leave sin where it was. You know, Satan could have been, you know, there by itself. You know, we all could have been still enjoying, you know, the, uh, the things of this, this world. So, uh, and then it said, 
Jesus said in Mark 9, 42, he said, if, any, if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands and to go to hell and to the fire that is never quenched. You know, so why are we going to hell? Because we're not obeying God's commandment. You know, not because God is not a loving God. You know, what uh, 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 Peter said, you know, God don't want that any should suffer, but that all come to repentance. You know, he don't want us to, he don't want us to perish. He wants us all to come to repentance, but if you don't come to repentance, then you're going to perish. In Mark 16, 16, he who believeth and baptized uh, shall be saved. He who believeth not shall be damned. You know, that's a condition. You know, God put that condition. He, he had conditions from the beginning. You know, we got conditions now. We want to go into Abraham's bosom. We follow those conditions. We don't want to go into Abraham's bosom. We go rogue and go the other way. You know, we have that opportunity. Uh, then again, uh, it said that there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When, sh when ye shall see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. In other words, you're going to see, and, you know, in other words, it's saying you're going to see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you're going to be on the outside. What did uh, 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 Moses, he saw the promised land, but where was it? He was on the outside. You know, same thing with us. Uh, the rich man, he could see what uh, Lazarus had, but where was he at? He was on the outside. Because you know, he made his choice. You know, apparently Lazarus was living the life he should have lived. Even though he was a poor man, he was a beggar. You know, being a, a Christian don't mean that we're going to have it good in life. It don't mean we're going to live a long life. It just means we won't suffer after life. You know, and that's where, you know, we got to tell our brethren, our, our, well, not our brethren, but the, the people that out in the world, a religious world that you know we suffer because of our sin, not because uh, God is not a loving God. And then he said that he that believe, okay, much, uh, much more than being now justified by his blood, he said we are saved from wrath through him. In other words, how can we get away from that suffering? You know, by you know being saved through wrath through him. Who is him? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. You know, Paul said, you know, Jesus came into the world to save sinners who I am chief. You know, and, you know, he, he considered himself to be the chief of sinners, but Jesus came here to save all sinners. You know, uh, uh, so we can see Romans uh, 3.23 say, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, and so we can see that, you know, we've all have sinned. You know, Adam and Eve made that first sin, and we've been sinning ever since. You know, and so in other words, for us to get away from that eternal suffering is to follow the eternal God. You know, you can either follow the eternal God or you can follow the eternal Satan. Either that would be your choice. You know, what did uh, Jesus say, you know, uh, you've, the, the straight gate, be few going thereby, but the wide gate, there are going to be many 
following that gate. You know, and we can see that's true. You know, look at the churches today. You know, how many people is in this world? How many people is in the church? You know, just a small amount of people that's members of the church compared to people that's in this world. You know, we still got work to do by going into all these different um, uh, towns and cities and countries, you know, to the furthermost part of the world to preach the gospel. What did, what did Jesus tell us in, in Matthew, uh, you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? You know, it didn't just say some, they go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and baptized shall be saved. You know, uh, so uh, so we uh, we can see that you know death and suffering came as a result of sin and disobedience. Okay, that's all I have uh, on this lesson. But uh, like I said, there are several scriptures we can look at. You know, can dealing with uh, death and suffering, dealing with why people suffer, dealing with uh, our opportunities to not be able to suffer. You know, so if they saying that God is not loving God because he let man suffer after death, God is a loving God because he gave us that opportunity to not suffer, and we, cho we make that choice. You know, we, we, we choose these. Yes.
God showed it, if they would read 316, you know, God showed his love by giving his only begotten son. Then when you go to uh, uh, Romans 623, he said the wages of sin is death. The gift of God, you know. Right. All right, uh, thank you for your undivided attention, and uh, we'll get ready for our... Uh